Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Beanie Boys. This is Archer. And this is Jan. Today we're actually changing things up a little bit. We're having a special guest on the show. His name is Manny Mendez. He's actually an old friend of mine back from my hometown. And he uh, went ahead and moved out to Cali to pursue some of his dreams. We both were interested in the arts, but he actually went for it. So, hope you guys enjoy this new episode. Kind of a little different twist on it. Yeah. All right, so uh, welcome on, Manny. Uh, this is my friend from back home. I don't want to tell you guys where we lived. Uh, you guys don't need all that information. Uh, but yeah, Manny uh, went ahead and moved out to California, and he's pursuing some of his dreams in the arts. Uh, he's uh, he was actually recently in a, a music video. Do you want do you want to tell them about that? Yeah, man. Uh, that was that was a wild experience in itself. I was actually just working at my coffee shop, and I met this girl. And uh, we ended up like exchanging Instagrams. And then maybe like three months later, it turns out she's also like a casting director and asked me to be in this music video for an artist named B. Miller, um, who at the time I had no idea who this artist was. But all I know is that I was getting paid. (laughs) So I was like, all right, cool, let's (laughs) do it. I look up this artist and she has like millions of views. Yeah, we end up doing this video. And it blows up like first day it had like two million views, which was kind of a trip. And the artist is not even in it like me and three or four of the other actors that are in it. Like we're the face of the video. So that was very, very interesting to have like one of my first projects be something that's like I just checked before I hopped on this is now at like four million views. That's insane. That's more than like news and cable TV and everything. I mean, maybe not right now with situations going on, but like, man, that's that's a lot. <laughs> it was weird, man, because it's like it literally something that came up came from someone I met at a coffee shop, you know, and then yeah. not even knowing the artist. And yeah, just first day, millions of views. It's wild to go through. The first day that it happened, I started getting DMs from a few people. And these are people that I don't know. And I thought that was really strange because my name is not attached to the video and there's not like a credit. So it's kind of weird that people can find you just by like, I guess, seeing your face. Everybody yeah, go searching for you, man. <laughs> yeah, they were like a tall guy with Afro in music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a weird experience. Was that your first like big, uh, big thing that happened out there? Or? Um, That was... That was my first big thing that happened in terms of like acting. A few months prior to that, I had my first directing job where I directed something uh, for a clothing brand. And it was like a paid partnership with the clothing brand and Nike. So that was pretty cool. Holy cow. That's That's cool. cool. Yeah. Also, from knowing somebody that I met through the coffee shop, the, the coffee shop is the place to be, apparently. Yeah, that that would be my first major thing in the arts that i've done since being in la was that directing job did you did you go to la to dive deeper into the arts or was that just something like off a whim like you just want to go out there you know i mean i guess to answer that question you'd have to know like how i even got to california so before being in la um i was going to school in louisville 
and I was going to school for engineering. I was going for mechanical engineering. I was on a scholarship. Everything was good. But I remember like halfway through my freshman year, just being like, this is not what I want to do like at all. <laughs> And yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even hard, but I just knew that wasn't like in me. And I really yeah. sat with sat with myself for a while trying to figure out where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And I realized like it was art. That's something I wanted to pursue. And from there, I came to this conclusion that <laughs> for whatever reason, I really felt like I needed to be in New York or California, but New York is cold as fuck. So I was like, nah, I'm not <laughs> so, so, so I set my eyes on California and it's interesting when, when I knew I wanted to do that, I saw, I decided that I wanted to head towards San Francisco because at the time I wanted to do animation because I, I love to draw and I love to tell stories. And, um, part of the reason San Francisco came up is because Pixar is in that area it's not in san francisco it's like maybe like 30 minutes away and um i ended up calling pixar and when you call pixar this is this is such a trip when you call pixar they ask you who you would like to speak to or your party's extension and i thought that was really weird and i looked up one of my favorite directors he did this short called day and night his name is teddy newton and i called pixar again and Teddy Newton picks up the phone, like after I say his name. Oh, geez, please. And then Teddy Newton picks up, and my man speaks to me for two to three hours on the phone because I told him I was like, "Hey, I'm this kid from name my home, and I go to school at Louisville, but I realize I want to pursue the arts, and I think I want to move to California and pursue animation. Like, what should I do?" And he literally stood on the phone with me for three hours, breaking down the the routes, the ins and outs of animation and how to get into Pixar, and what I need to do. And if I come out here, let's sit down, let's have lunch. I just remember calling my mom being like, hey, I'm making a trip to California as soon as I get home. And I came back home, worked for like a few months and made the move. That's the ultimate like grind right there, man. Reaching out to someone that you don't even know and just being like, yo, I want to be in this industry. Jeez. Like I haven't heard people really do that like too much at all. Like I've seen videos of people being like, I mean, I know you guys seen those Gary V videos who are like, yo, you want to get it. You want to make it go tell these big higher up people to be like, yo, I'll volunteer for you. But like in the sense you did that, man, like you called the guy directly just to get there. And that's crazy, man. I don't really know of anyone who's made moves like that. to Just call the head honcho like that to call them up directly. Were you afraid? Were you like, a? I, w- I wouldn't say I was afraid. Like I didn't even think he would pick up. I remember the first thing I said when he picked <laughs> up the phone was I was like, is this Teddy Newton or is this Teddy Newton's assistant? Cause I, I didn't think <laughs> I can, it was so easy to reach that man. I, I remember prior to calling him, I was a little bit nervous because I mean, just of what, what he does. But at the same time, I was like, well, the only thing he could tell me is I can't talk to you or, <laughs> you, you yeah. know, just something like that. Or, or he doesn't pick up the phone or maybe he answers one question or two questions and that's it. And, and that would have been uh, enough for me. That would have been, that would have been cool just to hear those two questions from somebody of his caliber. Man, that's incredible. It's crazy. Have you spoken with him any more in your journey now? I mean, going a little bit further, have you connected with him a little bit more? Or? 
You know, it's funny when when um, when I started thinking about that today, actually started thinking about my journey and I thought about him. I, I haven't spoken to him since, but I, I want to speak to him now and let him know, like, because honestly, like if it wasn't for for that interaction in him, I'm, I'm sure I probably would have still made it to California at some point. But he really sparked like he set the fire and like the flame for me to to do these things like he. He gave me something. He just made it all seem possible. Like, I reached this man who works for Pixar, who makes these movies. And I'm only 19 at the time when I spoke to him. Like, that was, like, a big deal mm-hmm. for me back then. And um, I definitely want to reach out to him. I'm going to do it today and just let him know all the things that I've accomplished so far. And I really, in my heart, I feel like he was a big part of that just from a, a conversation that was only two to three hours. Right, yeah. So let, let me uh, let me segue into a little bit more about like your life in, in California. What's a what's a busy day? What's a busy day look like for you? Um, uh, I mean, prior prior to this, this interesting pandemic lifestyle, I always wake up around five o'clock just because I work in coffee. And that's like what we do. Even if I try to sleep in, like I'm gonna wake up 30 minutes later anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I usually wake up, I take some time to just like, I guess, meditate, meditate to myself and, and get aligned. And I end up going, I ride my bike to the park. I work out with my mentor for about an hour, half hour, ride my back, ride my bike back home, take a shower, uh, head to work, work for a good six to eight hours. And then typically I'd be in drama school right now and I'd probably have class that day. And my mm-hmm. classes are about three and a half hours. So it's three and a half hours of, of just acting and doing drama stuff. And then come home. By the time I come home, it's already like 7 p.m. And then I got to study for like two hours. And, and that would be the day. And if I wasn't in, if I didn't have school that day, because school is only twice a week, it's probably me going to one of my fellow actors' houses and like going over lines or like, just like acting out a scene or something of that nature. Nowadays, I just got signed three months ago. So now I have to go to a lot of auditions, which is kind of a lot of pressure because I get these auditions the day of or the day before. So it's not even like you can really plan your day around it. Like you have to just be ready to have this time to go an hour away, knock out this 30 minute audition and then fit in whatever the rest of your schedule is. If you can, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can answer it or not, but what was the audition for? I mean, the most recent one that I did was an audition. It's funny. Sometimes if it's, I've learned that if it's a bigger audition, they won't tell you initially. They don't want to psych you out or something. Yeah. And which kind of sucks too, because sometimes if you're, if you go online and you look for auditions yourself, you'll see something that looks really weird or sketchy. But a lot of times those are the auditions that are actually like big name video game companies or big like Sony or something like that. But they just, I don't know, maybe they just, that's their way of trying to filter who applies or something. I have no idea. Or like how you said, maybe they don't want to psych people out. So to be honest, I have no idea what I auditioned for. I can tell you like when I went in, I had to pretend I was playing a game on my phone while singing We Will Rock You. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was very like, kind of like cring- cringy a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. 
as a lot of these auditions can be, but that's that's the that's the lifestyle of at least of the commercial auditions. So. Do you get do you get auditions for roles with like people that like you know how like in movies and stuff they show you people waiting in a room and everyone looks the same? Do you have people that look like you at these auditions? <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny because like I, I feel like I have a pretty unique look. Like I have a if you if you've seen a picture, I have a huge afro and like it's like curly or whatever. I'm tall, ambiguous. People don't know what I am. And when I walk around LA, like I don't really see people that look like me. But yeah, when you go into these audition rooms, <laughs> you feel like you're looking at your twins. Like it's <laughs> it's absurd. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, where did you even find? Like I've never seen people. Yeah, I mean, like you. I mean, you just said it yourself. Like you go around somewhere else, you don't look like anyone. But then going up to an audition, they're like looking for someone specifically. So they're like, okay, we're gonna get a bunch of people that look really similar for this role and just basically seeing like who can act it out or who can perform the best at it yeah it's it's a honestly it's a weird industry a lot of the times but um and like commercials to be real is not speaking on like commercial this is you a lot of times see that in the commercial rooms um that's not something that i typically want to be in but that's if you're looking if you're listening to this and you're looking to make money commercials is where the money is you say you don't want to step into commercials but you've definitely like done your auditions there i know earlier you said you wanted to do more with animation have you done more with animation since you've been out there well right now i'm actually writing a script that's gonna be an anime and i have a few people that i can pitch it to um (laughs) but i remember when i first started i thought that i'd be on the drawing department (laughs) Until I spoke to uh, my man Teddy, and he <laughs> he really broke down like how rigorous animation is, and it's an insane process. We were speaking, we were, me and him were speaking directly on the film uh, Incredibles. Have you both seen that movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. The detail in that movie is impeccable. I don't like. Oh my goodness, man! Like crazy. And he, we were speaking about the scene where um, they're in the plane and they fall mm-hmm. into the ocean. He was telling me that there's literally a team of individuals whose only job is to work on the ocean. And they spend like <laughs> the entire <laughs> working on the ocean. And <laughs> I, I remember thinking to myself, okay, like maybe, maybe like the actual art of animation isn't for me because I can't see myself every day just being like, all right, I'm work on these waves and see. <laughs> you're working on waves for nine weeks straight. <laughs> like, God it's damn. crazy. <laughs> so I, I've stepped away from that side of animation, but I definitely still want to be in like the storytelling aspect. And yeah, I'm working on a script right now. I have all the time, luckily, because of <laughs> COVID. Roro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So tell us now that you're in Cali, what's your like? What's your LA vice? Like, I know, I know you do coffee, but like, do you do juicing or cycling or anything? <laughs> it's weird. I never saw myself being like a cycler, but I recently got a bike like two months ago. <laughs> and Hashtag LA life. Cycling is a vice. I feel like this is typical for anybody in LA, but. When I first got here, the nightlife, that was insane, man. Like, like how different is it? It's, I mean, one, like, I I started working in the bar industry, so I started going out with some bar people. 
And they just put me on to like what actual cocktails are as opposed to like, I'm going to just go to a bar and get like a rum and coke. Like now I'm <laughs> over here drinking old fashions, but then like old fashions that are like spruced up, just mm-hmm. all the classic cocktails. That was just a wild thing. And then once you go from there, now you're going to these nightclubs. And then the nightclubs, I didn't go to that many when I was back home. So I guess I can't really relate. But out here, you're like bound to see a celebrity every time you go. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's and I feel like depending on what area area you're in in LA, because every area kind of has their own niche. You're almost it's almost like you're in a different city rather than being in a, in LA. Yeah. Which is also very interesting. Um, yeah. but very dis- very distracting. I had to put a pause on that. <laughs> so easy to get dis- distracted oh, yeah. in LA. I mean like any of that nightlife scene, like I remember every time a vacation go to New York, like do what you're saying earlier, those those bars, those nightclubs are amazing, but Oh my goodness, man. I feel like I'm in a trance. I feel like I'm in a whole different world or something when I'm out there. Like I just lose track of time. I'm like, man, this is fun. So yeah, putting that pause on is pretty necessary. (laughs) Well, the city, I mean, I don't know about like, you know, California, but New York is known as, you know, the city that never sleeps or whatever. Right. So it's like, I can only imagine people up at one, two, three AM just getting drunk and fucking partying it up. And they, you know, they work at seven in the morning the next day and they're just like, yeah, hashtag LA life. Dude. And that's, that's probably like 80% of people out here, which is insane. Especially service, service industry people like chefs, baristas, bartenders, like that's all their lifestyle. They're out till 4am up at 8am. Chefs have it. Chefs are the, the craziest when it comes to that. If you ever read like Anthony Bourdain's book. He, he dives deep into that stuff, and it's it's pretty wild. Uh, I think the last vice, I don't know if this counts, but I don't I don't experience it like all the time. But every now and then, like uh, something called the imposter syndrome. I don't know if that even counts as a vice, but I feel like moving to LA. That's something that is bound to hit you, especially if you're moving here for the arts. Like it, yeah, yeah, because yeah, everyone, you know, everyone's moving there, pursuing similar passions and pursuing, like, you know, they want to do the same thing, and then you start seeing these really good people, and you're like, shit, like, man, I don't even, I don't <laughs> think I can act. Like, you're like, I don't even know if I can do that or write or anything, you know? Exactly. But I've come to learn, and that, this is why I say it doesn't affect me as much. Um, I've come to learn at my drama school. Before we start class, we always have this motto where we say, uh, the work is the work is the work. And no matter what you're doing, whether it's art or or um, cycling, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is you're, you're trying to move into, as long as you're putting in the work, like, I don't think you should ever feel that. If it comes up and you know you put that work in, don't ever put yourself in that group of these imposter syndrome like it doesn't apply to you so if you if you could tell you know 18 year old manny you know give him some advice what what kind of stuff would you tell him man i would tell him don't be afraid to take risk a lot of things come from risk even if you fail at the risk like you still learn so Mm -hmm. much from it i would tell him that like there are horrible people no matter where you are i remember moving to la or before moving to LA, something that prevented me from coming here for so long was 
you've always heard about the cutthroat people in the industry or the cutthroat this mm-hmm. or just, but I haven't really experienced that that much in LA. Like I've been surrounded by beautiful people and there's these people that I'm surrounded by have really helped me and pushed me to become a better person since I've been in LA. And it helped me recognize like there are just shitty people everywhere. Um, yeah. So don't, yeah, don't, don't let these, don't let other people speak for an experience that you haven't experienced yet. Do you think uh, 18 year old you or younger you would have thought to be where you are now? Oh, hell no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and sometimes I don't give, like, I don't take the time to really think about all the things I accomplished. Like, I really yeah. sat, sat and thought about it at the, the start of this year. But nah, man, like, I come from, like, my, like, I'm the first born in the States. My parents are from the Caribbean. So we didn't have money at all. Um, luckily my, my parents taught me not to be materialistic. So when I was younger, I didn't really know that we were like poor, like we were broke, but as a kid, I was just playing around and stuff. It didn't really affect me. It wasn't until I got older that I was like, damn, like we didn't have shit. Um, (laughs) So to come from that to where I'm at now and where I'm, where I see myself steadily going and continuing to go. Yeah, I could, I could not. Have you pictured <laughs> this? Um, and I'm very much grateful for all the opportunities and, and everything that I've had and everybody that has helped me along the way. Like, I express so much gratitude to to everybody. Yeah, that, that's amazing, man. I think sometimes some of us just need to, like, look back and see where we've come from just to acknowledge those accomplishments and stuff, you know? Oh, I think so, man. I remember the other day I was just, I was on Google. I haven't been home in three years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes I go on like Google Maps and I just like scroll through my old neighborhoods to like bring back <laughs> nostalgic memories. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, we were trying to keep the podcast pretty short because anything after 50 minutes, people just don't give a shit. Uh, so <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on and uh, chatting with us. Um, thanks for getting us some insight into, into your life. It's probably, I mean, it's probably been a crazy ride. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a compelling story you got with you. I'd say just keep writing it out, you know, avoid, uh, getting hit while you're cycling. (laughs) (laughs) And also for anyone listening to the podcast that might, you know, feel like they, they have a dream that they want to chase or, or they kind of want to do some stuff. You, you should take a page out of Manny's book and just call that. (laughs) <laughs> what was it? Teddy Newton? Teddy Newton. Call your Teddy Newton and uh, <laughs> ask him for for some some guidance. Get a mentor and and start working towards that goal. Of course. Do you have any like? Do you have any social media or anything that you want to include? I mean, for sure. If even if you want to reach out to me and you have some questions about this lifestyle <laughs> or, or whatever, uh, my Instagram is at Manny Mendez. M A N N I E M E N D E Z. That's pretty much the only. Social media I use, I, I kind of hate social media. Smart, <laughs> smart. smart, yeah. <laughs> it's too too many too many apps out here, man. It's 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 ridiculous. But yeah, uh, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. This was a, a pleasure. Of yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for joining us again. Be easy.